Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics podcast, the voice of women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. My name is Colleen. And today for this bonus episode, we are excited to have Carol Montgomery. And Carol Montgomery is a comedian, and she started this really great show on Showtime called Funny Women of a Certain Age. She has comedians on that are over the age of 50. She has three different episodes featuring about five women in each episode. I guess it was about five. The first one had, yeah, the first one had Fran Drescher and then a bunch of other comedians. She tries to showcase women who we may not have heard of, but are very funny. And are, you know, she wants to make sure that women 50 plus are heard on the comedy circuit. It's hard enough to be a woman on the comedy circuit. But but just to get them on there. And she also was a moderator for our marvelous Mrs. Menopause in New York. And she was really funny and really great. Stand-up comedy. I can't I wouldn't imagine. be able to do it. What, I give what her credit. you have to do. And then to be a woman in this space and how difficult that is because just of how people are. So that's And then tough. to be a 50 or 60 plus woman in yes. this space. Yeah, that, so, you know, luckily she's got a lot to talk about, as she says, because she's got a li- lot of life experiences. Yes, yeah. And we need to be able to laugh about them because there's so many that we can relate to. It's not right. just menopause. It's a million other little things that happen when you're post-50. Yes. That she it, can kind of spin and make us laugh about. Right. Because sometimes if you take yourself too seriously, you're going to be miserable. So sometimes you just have to laugh about it. And we thought this would be a great bonus episode for our episode with Joan London that came out on Wednesday because she talks about leaky bladder. So we thought if a comic could come on and make you laugh so hard that tears rolled down your legs, then you could relate to the Joan London book (laughs) we had on Wednesday. Because, it's you know, we need to laugh where we can. You know, the world is a really serious place. And sometimes you just need to laugh. And if you have time, there's three in the series of funny women of a certain age. They're trying to make a fourth right now. And hopefully, fingers crossed, it will be in Nashville where we are from because we would love to attend. We're not funny, but <laughs> we will sit in the audience, audience and probably and we will laugh. Yes, we so. will be laughing. We, we appreciate funny. I yes. really appreciate it. Yes. We like funny. We like yes. funny. Yes. But so again, if you have any questions about this episode, you can either check out the show notes on our website, hotflasheskooltopics.com, or you can always email us at hotflasheskooltopics at gmail.com. Bridge and I get emails all the time with women asking questions about midlife, menopause, relationships, which we too are so boring about relationships, but we've had relationship <laughs> experts yes. on to talk. And, you know, anything from emotional health to physical health, and we try to find those experts. So if there's a topic you want to hear about, please get in touch with us, and we'll try to find somebody to talk about it. And we are going to let Carol Montgomery take over. We'll talk to you afterwards. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast today. Stand-up comedian, writer, producer, director, and actress Carol Montgomery on the show. Hi, Carol. Hey. How are you guys? We're doing well. So we first met up with Carol at our the Marvelous Mrs. Menopause event where she was a great host for the event. She made everybody laugh, feel good about themselves, asked some great questions to some of the um, actresses that were on talking about kind of how we've evolved in the conversation of aging. 
And in, in March 2019, you had a show called Funny Women of a Certain Age on yes. Showtime. Yes. And that was the first time that women over 50 have been showcased on a show. What yes. made you come up with this idea? When I turned uh, 50, I saw the writing on the wall in because in show business, I always say in show business, but it's really in life. that Like once you turn 50, you're invisible and you're pretty much you know, just waiting to die. You know, that's the way society looks at you. And so I, you know, I started branching out into different things. I direct and I develop solo shows and I produce and I write and I teach. And when I was 59 years old, I was at, I was on a podcast just like this, only it was in person. And um, we, it was with three other female comics and we just spent the hour laughing and talking and telling war stories about being on the road and I remember calling my husband as I was coming home and I said, you know, I think this, I think we should do a show like this where it's just women who've, who've seen it all and done it all. And, you know, you may not know the women because, but, you know, there's so many women out there that no one has heard of that have been, you know, you know, just pounding the pavement, being comedians. And I said, we should do a show. And my husband, for the first time in my 40 year marriage, actually went, that's a good idea, Carol. <laughs> Because, you know, in show business, you just throw everything on the wall and hopefully something sticks. And so from that, um, I uh, we 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 were lucky to do this. uh, The comedy there was a comedy festival called the Cinderblock Comedy Festival in Brooklyn, New York. And I was friends with the person who was producing it. And I said, you know, I have this show. And she goes, well, I'd love for you to premiere it there. And so on that particular show, we had Judy Gold and Janine Garofalo and some other unknown women. Judy and Janine are pretty well known. And um, from there, somebody who was in the audience worked at this theater that called The Crane, and they said, I think my boss would like this show. And we did a show there, and then he offered us a, a, resident, a monthly residency there. And um, after that, uh, we've been, we're starting our sixth year there. So wow. they were a long time. So that's basically how it happened. It, it was really like I, I joke when I talk about it, when I'm on, actually on stage with the show, I always say, in the end, I mean, I know everyone says this is such a great thing. You've done this for, you know, for women, which I have, because I've, I've always been a champion of women. But it, it really is because I just wanted to work with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How hard was it to pitch it to Showtime? It happened really fast, which is unheard of in my business. It is unheard of. So we came up with the, I came up with the idea in September, and a friend of mine who um, was my producing partner uh, on another project, I said to him, I want you to come see the show. And he saw it. We, he, he came and I forgot when he saw it. But we pitched the show to November. So the show premiered in September. We pitched the show in November. We did another showcase in February. And we had the deal in April. So it went fast. Which, like I said, that's, that is so unheard of in this business. I, I think it was six months from time, you know. Which, is, yeah, it, it really is. Like, people go, how do you do that? I said, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it was the right time at the right place. We, you know, these stars meant to be. Yeah. 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 Cause you always hear, and I've, I've heard it just seeing different comedian, female comedians speak how much harder, harder it is for female comedians than male comedians. I mean, it's hard anyway. I think it's a hard business anyway, but it just seems so much harder for females in the comedy world. Well, you know, um, uh, there's, a, there's a great line, I'm sure you've heard it, where they say, you know, Ginger Rogers did everything that Fred Astaire did, but she did it with, you know, with high heels. 
and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I I always say this. I never realized that I was a woman until I became a comedian because, because you walk in and they're like, Oh, what's she doing? I I'm, I've always been secure in my act anyway, but when, whenever I, I walk into a room of just male comics, I'm like, okay, because you can just tell the energy is different. They're looking at you like weird and everything. And then I go on and I do my act. And then right afterwards, they all want to be my friends. Like, <laughs> oh, she's a comedian. Oh, she real. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very odd, uh, uh, you know, to be a woman in, in a, a male-dominated field. But I was very lucky. I, I, one of the things I want to do, and we're, we're, I'm in the talks with some people about doing this, is I really want to talk about the dark side of what it was like to be a woman in, in my business. Because, yeah, like, when I think back, what, when I think back to what I did when I, I mean, cause I've been doing stand up for all, over 40 years. Like I used to, I took my baby with me to, to like bars and, 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 and biker rooms. And, and I would, I would walk home, you know, I would walk back to the hotel by myself with my baby, a single woman alone that you can't, that's women, you know, people don't realize what we go through every single day when we're walking down the street. Now, I will say this, as an older woman, it's a little less, um, it's a little less scary because nobody, we're invisible. So (laughs) (laughs) this is when the, this is when the invisibility works to our benefit. Yeah, It it does. The invisibility works to our benefit because we don't have to worry about getting attacked because everyone's like, ah, old, but, 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 but I look back at that time and I, I cannot believe the things that I did. When you got the deal with Showtime to do the first, because you've done three of them now, yes, correct? correct. Uh, when, how did you choose the lineup for the first show? Wow, that's, that's a really good question. Well, so the show was originally um, always about giving, un, not, what, what's the best way to say this, unheard of, unsung, uh, you know, people, women, like I said, who have been in the game for a long time, but just for whatever reason didn't get the break. So it was, that's what it was always about. But we also knew that the television, the way it works, is they're not going to, there's no way we would have gotten a deal if it was just that. So we had pitched the show that, you know, we'll, we'll get a celebrity, a, a funny celebrity. You know, like in Fran's case, in Fran Drescher's case, she wasn't a comedian per se, but she, you know, she was the nanny and she was so funny in that. And as you saw, she was great in the special. You know, so so we pitched it that way. So they said, we, we will give you the show. So when I chose the women, you, you know, it, 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 honestly, it was a mixture of things, whether or not they were available, because, uh, you know, there were a couple of people we couldn't get. Uh, because they were working, you know, you, you know, I'm never going to, I like, I've had women when I booked the live show sometimes call me because the live shows in the city, it's, um, it's what we, what we call spot pay. It's not a lot of money, you know, it's just, and, and I'll have women call me and go, I got a gig and I'm getting paid a lot of money. Do you mind if I cancel? I'm like, the whole thing is for you to make money. <laughs> so <laughs> please go ahead and do that. So we chose, I mean, I have a list. I have a list. There's a couple of ladies that I, I still haven't been able to get on yet. So I'm hoping with when we do the fourth special, fingers crossed, that um, that I'll be able to get them on. But I have my list, and then Showtime has their list, and then we kind of mesh it together. And and it's a really great question because a lot of people don't understand that you are at the mercy of whomever is at the network or whomever is in charge of whatever it is. So a lot of people were like, "Well, why did you use me?" or "Why did you?" And I was like, "Okay." If I had said to them, 
here's who I want. And if you don't get, and if you don't give me those people, I'm not doing the show. Guess what? I'm not doing the show. (laughs) Okay. Well then we're not, then we'll go to somebody else. So it's a, it's a, it's a real mixture of, of blending everything and, 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 and you, you get your way, I get my way. And the one great thing about Chatham that I, I loved about them is they did not censor the show at all. They said they, there was one line they asked me if, if, the, if I minded um, uh, cutting it and, it and it had nothing to do with censorship. It was just like, it just feels a little too long for this particular. So got it, no problem, cut it out. So they were great that way. But when it came to picking the people, it was a lot of this, a lot of pulling and pushing. And what about this person and this person? Well, we don't like that person. And, and that's hard too, because how do you say to somebody, well, we gave your name to Showtime and they didn't want you. I can't do that. That's, that's terrifying, you know, and horrible for a woman. So I, so I did, you know, so people have to understand for the greater good, we do, we did the show the way we did it. I think everybody on all three shows did a spectacular job. So I know you guys just saw the first one, but you'll have to see the second. We're going to watch the other ones. Yes. By the time this goes live, we will have seen. Yes, we will watch. And, you know, you mentioned censorship and that is something I've noticed. It seems like, I don't know if it's the public or if it's men that have such a problem with women saying Mm -hmm. similar jokes that men have been saying for years. Mm -hmm. But that's what I found so funny about the special about, you know, they just went all out. They talked about sex. They talked about, you know, porn. More sex and more sex. More sex. A lot of sex. A lot. But (laughs) things that men have been talking about Mm -hmm. forever. And it's, it's like when a woman comes and says it, Oh, so, oh, how, how dare she say such a thing? Oh, you know, so how has that been in the world of comedy? Has that evolved at all uh, over the years since you started? Or is that still like, ooh, you know, like a problem? Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, too, because, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, discussion about the cancel culture and what, what you can and cannot say um, um, on television or in, in live TV shows. Um, I've always been a blue comic. And, and really what's fascinating about that is it's only because that I'm from Brooklyn and the F word, the F word is an adjective in Brooklyn. It's, <laughs> you know, so, uh, so, so, so I've always said that. I said, that's just the way I talk. And when, and I was for a long time, it was always like, well, she's one of the dirty comics. She's one of the, and honestly, the, what, what people are doing in comedy now I look mild and tame com- by comparison because I've, I've, I've seen there's some great, great young female comics coming up right now. And, and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's good. Oh, interesting. You know, I, because it's not, I'm not 22. So mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? So, and, and the other thing about the, you know, with this whole thing with, with cancel culture and the woke and, oh, you can't say this. And you, you're never going to please everybody. You're just not. I was just, I just did a show this past weekend in Illinois and they, they said, we, we prefer if you don't do politics. I said, I don't do politics. I said, for what, what, especially now, because I feel the nation is so divided. Laughter is one of the only things that connects us because when I'm on stage, you don't know my politics, you know, I just talk raunchy and I'm talking about relationships and what your husband does, you know, in bed and, you know, the farting and the, you know, all that stuff <laughs> that every yes. woman knows, you know, and, 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 you know, like I, I said, there's a line which I actually can do on this is, 
you know, when, when you're, when you're having sex, all this, all this noise is happening. And one, one person is at some point is going to yell, you're on my hair. <laughs> Laughter unifies us. It really does yeah. because nobody, it's very rare that someone doesn't have a sense of humor. So, so like, I have a lot of friends of mine are like, Oh, you know, they look at the crowd and they'll go, oh, they're really young. They're not going to get me. Or they're really old. They're not going to get me. Or they're really this. And I'm like, you know what? I go out and I do what I do. You're either going to laugh at me or you're not going to laugh at me. But it's not because of who I am. It's because of you don't like my material or my jokes or whatever. So, so I don't believe in that. I think you should be able to say whatever as long as it's funny. And it has to really be funny. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. There's so much material, I would think. Obviously, Bridget and I are not comedians, nor do we pretend to be. But there's so much material for women, 40 plus, 50 plus. Oh, yeah. Does it resonate with your audiences? Do you have to pick a Like, do you have to look out in the audience and say, mm, they're not going to get the menopause jokes, so they're not going to get the I've been married too long jokes? Like I said, I'm not that. I'm not, I know there are comics that do that. I don't. For both specials that we shot, um, the first two specials was uh, in Brooklyn, a place called the Bell House, which is very hipster, you know, Brooklyn and millennial and Gen Z and everything. Half of my audience were young people. So, you know, I don't, I don't like to assume anything about the crowd. I've done, like, I, one of the things I say, like, there, there are certain clubs in the city, like, they have a midnight show. And sometimes when I put in my avails, I'll go, hey, we'll put you on the midnight floor. I said, first of all, I'm 64 years old. I'm in bed at 8.30. So we're not doing the midnight <laughs> But I said, and I, a few times I've done it, and it's, it's all young people. And I'm like, you know what? Then they're going to have to pay money to hear me talk about my, my dry vagina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if, you know, sorry, that, that you know, they, they put me on the show. That's, and, and so every, I have enough material. Now. If all of that is going into the toilet, I can, I can, you know, figure it out and then go, oh, I'll do this or something. Or I play with the crowd. I always find somebody, and I, you saw, the, especially with the first special, there was that young girl that was in the front row. And every show I find the young person in the show because then I get to banter with the young person and go, look, I'm teaching you something. Or look, like just recently uh, at this show in Illinois, there was a young couple and, and uh, there was this, uh, there were two girls with their parents and when I got into the whole lingerie, uh, talking about lingerie, I said, don't even buy lingerie because you're going to have sex with no matter what. It doesn't matter about the lingerie. You know, so there's a way to engage them that they come back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I found that whenever I'm at a show and so, you know, I'm looking at or watching an older female comedian, that the I feel like the younger people love it and especially like males. For some reason, male, younger males I think they like the shock of hearing right. a female over 50 say something like that because they're not used to maybe their moms saying oh, absolutely. it. It's totally about their moms. It's totally. Yes. About, absolutely. I mean, I find I have a son that's 29 and I find when a female of a certain age, <laughs> a funny female of a certain age says something, his, his mouth drops and he just finds it so funny that they're saying these things. Oh, and yeah. so they're almost like the the first ones to like get the big shocking laugh, like the gasp laugh from that one. Absolutely. Has your comedy changed as you've gotten older? Were you a different comic at 20 and at 30 and at 40 and then 50? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 because I, my, my heroes 
my number one hero is uh, is Richard Pryor, and the and the reason for that is because he he spoke from the heart. He talked about his life. Um, the, I always tell people the first special that he did uh, where he talked about his heart attack. To me, still, I, I have seen that special a million times. And when he's doing that piece, I start laughing so hard because it's a brilliant piece and it's so real. So I always talk about who I was. You know, first I was a young girl. I was dating. I was looking for a boyfriend. Then I found my boyfriend. Then we got married. Then I had a kid. Now we're older. You know, it, you live, if you watch my act from 20s up till now, it's a timeline of my entire life. You know, and um, and my son, always, my son, when he was younger, mom, you just you don't even do jokes. You just make faces. I said, those faces bought you a house, young man. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's so relatable. And I think we want to see that. We want that. We want to hear comedians talking about their lives and the similarities that we have with them, mm-hmm. you know, and things that we, you know, are just nervous to say or whatever. But, you know, another thing, are there any, you were talking about comics and Richard Pryor. Are there any female comics that were the, your people that you're just like, oh, gosh, that person oh, absolutely. is it for me? Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny that you... You know, the reason I always mention Richard first is because he was the first person that really spoke to me. Because they, remember, I, we were talking, you know, when I was a teenager, there were, there were not a lot of female comics. It was basically Phyllis Stiller and Joan Rivers. And you didn't really see them a lot as opposed to now. Um, uh, my, my all-time favorite uh, female comic, of course, is Lily Tomlin. Because people would go, well, she, she she just does characters. I said, well, that's 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 also a way uh, uh, an art form. Uh, so Lily Tomlin, of course, I'm forgetting everybody, Joan and 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 Phyllis. They they were they, you know these women. You talk about it being hard for me when I started. They had nothing. They. I- they, they were the only ones that, you know, when they, when people always talk about Mrs. Maisel, Mrs. Maisel is basically based on Joan because Joan always, always dressed that way, always wore the little uh, black dress with the pearls. And, you know, and then Phyllis was like, well, I, you know, she knew that she had to get them somehow. So she went back the other way, the bizarre way, like the loud and I'm going to be wearing my hair is going to look this way. And what's funny is when I started, I used to wear Betsy Johnson used to have these great dresses that were like made up, like, like not spanks, but they were stretchy. And I'd wear those and I'd wear a uh, high top Reeboks because that's when Reeboks were just coming out and like different colors because I had to be wacky. You know, and it's so interesting how, how you evolve. And now I just, I, I go for a way more classic look. Like when I'm, when I'm performing where like on TV or something, you, you, you saw it. it's very, very, you know, classic black suit and everything like so. It's like, don't look at the outfit, listen to what I'm saying. Did your son or husband ever say, can that be off limits? Can we not talk about <laughs> this part of our lives or that part of our lives? <laughs> well, they've asked. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, but my the second special was basically all about my son. Because what happened was, it, was it the second special? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I just remember I had planned, I had planned a whole different, I had planned this whole thing for the second special but the, the thing about for me is that you know i have my i have hours of material but w- when you're doing stand-up you you know because you're doing 10 or 15 minute spots you basically you get used to doing the certain 15 minutes the same 15 minutes so i was working on this and i was like 
well, I have to take like, it's basically like one from column A, one from column B. And I was trying to fit this and I wasn't comfortable with the set. So I, I was, I was doing a gig like the weekend before the, before I was going to tape. And I ended up doing a full, you know, my full hour. And I was like, I'm just going to go do the stuff I, I remember about my, you know, the, the, the tried and true stuff that I've been doing forever. So I, and I did, it was the entire special was, was all about him and all of his friends and his girlfriend. Oh my. In the audience. So yeah, you know, like every time I did something, it was one of his friends that you could hear her distinct laugh because she was just dying that I was, I was doing that on national TV. And I said, honey, sorry. And, they, and he seems to be okay. He seems to be normal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How has the response been for the shows? Amazing. It's, it's, you know, when we, when we all met, because we're all going to this, this area of, of, of being a woman older and everything. Uh, it, it's women are, they come up to me and they go, nobody ever did this for us. When I turned 40, I was saying, because Hollywood has always does this, you know, 18 to 32. And it's like, those people have no money. We're the ones giving them the money. So why don't you do shows that that appeal to us? Even at the uh, at the uh, marvelous Mrs. Menopause event, when Stacy was talking about when she when she went to pitch her TV show and she said that they said no one wants to w- wants to hear from middle aged women, and it was literally two months before my show premiered. Wow. Because wow. yeah. we, had, we had broke we had broken it down, and you know, and that's one of the reasons you know Showtime was great about it because they got it. If anyone from network or Hollywood is listening, we're the ones that have the disposable income. Mm-hmm. If you want to make money, start appealing to women of a certain age. Because, and I say women of a certain age because men are involved in this. But every man I know, when I say to him in the audience, so when's your anniversary? Or what did you do this? When was your childhood? What is the first thing he does is he looks at his wife mm-hmm. and goes, what, when did we get, how many kids do we have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we do the spending. We, we do the spending. The we run the household. Mm-hmm. So so I, I still don't get why they're not just they're like, mm-hmm putting more shows on TV. Like I, I, I always say this and I know people think I'm being boastful, but I really do believe that had my show not premiered uh, in 2019, you wouldn't have seen hacks. The show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that's a huge yeah. and I love Gene Smart. And I think, and I'm, I, I, I'm thrilled that they did that because it's a brilliant show, but somewhere they figured they, they, they heard about my show and went, well, this is a great idea. I, I mean, you know, so, why isn't there more of that? I mean, the same thing with Schitt's Creek. I mean, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, boy, these, every time you feature older women who are funny, the show is a hit. Some mm-hmm. people say maybe more of those instead of the usual crap that we're seeing. So, so I still don't get that. I'm still trying to figure out what the, why, why there isn't more of that. What are some of the upcoming female comedians that you are? keeping an eye on saying these are the next big comedians. Are you talking about uh, younger women or older? Younger. Women? No, younger. Younger women. Okay. Well, right away, Gina Brion, who um, has been uh, just kicking, but she, 
she's uh, she's got a bunch of her own specials. Um, uh, she's she just did a movie. She opens up for uh, uh, Fluffy, uh, the gentleman Fluffy. I don't know if you know who that is. Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias. I think that's his name. Um, huh. And then another young lady named. These are all my puppies, by the way. These are the girls that I mentored. <laughs> and then there's a young lady named Liz Mealy who is just, it's so funny. She, she had posted something on social media today and my husband was watching us. Our office is, we have like desks back to back. And I said, what are you watching Liz for? And she, oh, she had posted something. And I said, she has gotten so strong as a writer and as a performer. Yeah. Will there be a fourth installment well, of funny women of a certain age? Well, uh, yes and no, we're still waiting to see um there's a there's a lot of uh, turmoil going on with the networks right now in general just across the board with everybody like nobody really knows what's happening anymore because it's just a, it's just a, it's just a very odd time mm-hmm. so um i'm i'm planning on doing another one um uh, and hopefully i'll be right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it'll be in Nashville so we can. Yeah. Yes, oh, yes, I'd love yes, to that's, see that. that. That's, we, we, my partner lives in Nashville and, um, and we talked about it recently and, and, and we, he's picked out, I, he's got some great venue. I, I forgot the type, the name of it. It's just, you know, we just have to get the logistics and the funding and all that stuff. Thank oh. you so much for everything. And thank you for having me on the show. Oh, we are happy to have you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for being on it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Thanks again, Carol, for being such a great guest and making us laugh. And check out those three series for funny women of a certain age. It's on Showtime. If you don't have Showtime, go to a friend's house who does have Showtime. Get a glass of wine. Sit and laugh. Because I can tell you, Bridget and I watched the first one together and our faces were bright red. We were yes. Yes. Like, we were dying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can say that. Yes. But it, it's Showtime. You can. Yes. <laughs> We don't say it on our podcast because we're trying to keep that rating, you know. But right. but but we but do say it. it. We just said. edit it out. We right. edit if it out. We say most. it. We edit it. So <laughs> we just don't want you to hear it on the podcast. You can hear it on Carol's show. Exactly. Funny women of a certain age. Yes. Tune so. into Showtime and you'll be able to check it out. Again, make sure you're following us on all forms of social media. We're there. We are sharing information that maybe we haven't shared on the podcast that you might want to check out. And it, we have great communities. Women, our women, our Facebook group are wonderful. They ask questions. They even, you know, especially personal ones, you can post anonymously. And there's nothing off limits to ask there. Trust me. There's nothing. Yes. And it's off a private limits. group. So have a great weekend, guys. And we will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.